0: You've clicked on the punters preamble. I'm Simon Donopoulos. I'll be joined by Adam Blenko. Firstly, to the anonymous person that sent through the Vaseline to the Racing and Sports Office. Uh, much appreciated, though. Would have probably needed it before last weekend. It's been a test, but we press on to Champions Day at Flemington on the weekend. Five Diamonds at Rose Hill. This is the best time of year by far.
1: Yeah, and it'd make a strong case that this is the they've developed this into the best race meeting of the year so far and if this race meeting is won by the top rate of the group ones are won by the the top rated horses or one of them runs a match for the top rated horse to win it it will be certainly the best race meeting measured by strength of winners history is written by the winners so good way to measure things it'll be the strongest race meeting in australia for 2022 it'll topple the slipper it'll topple. Well, Cox Plate Day got beefed up by the delayed Manicato, so that's been the the strongest meeting so far in Melbourne this year, but I think Slipper Day is slightly stronger than Epsom Day and Championships Day one so far in Sydney, but this will topple them. New number one. New number one. Comfortably so, actually. Borrowing a few winners from Cox Plate Days and Champions Days and stuff, but um, three really, really good group ones. It's held right up. Yeah, I don't think you could ask for much more. But one thing it doesn't have, despite all of that, is the highest rated horse going around this weekend on planet Earth. Which is? Flightline, the best horse and maybe one of the best ever racehorses.
0: Ooh, he's in that chat now.
1: Yeah, his performance last start was one of the greatest ever performances by a thoroughbred racehorse. I think everyone, I think that's a, um, the wise old heads in America will too. I don't think it's actually up for too much debate. I he's
0: secretariat. It,
1: I think that might be up for some debate. (laughs) But But if you're in the chat for best ever. That he belongs in the conversation is not up for debate. Yeah, Based on his 19 and a quarter length romp in the Pacific Classic, which had um, been threatened with very, very fast speed figures prior to that. We haven't seen a great deal of him, but what we've seen has been fairly spectacular. And, yeah, one of the, the highest ever Bayer figures awarded for that win the other day. He beat... A couple of hundred and twenty horses. You better do by World Cup winner. Pointlessly, that form held up. He came out and got beat less than two lengths in the Awesome again, a Group One. Uh, this time he does have to beat more, but it shouldn't matter. But of course we have, and I mean, it's we did see a, a few weeks ago when we had Bayed and Nature Strip on the same Saturday and both turned over from their places at the the very top of the world ratings rankings, whatever you want to, however you want to slice it and dice it, the best horses in the world pretty much undisputed those two as well at the time were you know, not maybe not the best horse in the world but undisputed that they belonged up there and in the conversation both beaten I don't think flight line will be unless things go pear-shaped but he does have a multiple group one winner in life is good who's also been a candidate for best horse in the world at one point in time and has won a couple of group ones maybe less than impressively but he's nudging 130 and a 128 rated travers winner in, in epicenter to, to take down so instead of smashing up 120 horses he's smashing up High 120s, 130 horses. So it's good competition, but he's on a – the flight line is on another plane. To put
0: it in perspective for people back home, that would – he's essentially racing, so you think, at his peak and expected to take care of them quite comfortably.
1: Yeah, that oh, – well, yeah. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. I was going to say that might be being a bit generous to the the opposition here, but no, that's – in dirt terms, that's probably right. And $1.40 – Around. I think you can get one to two, $1.50. Mm. Yeah. For one of the best ever. If you're into that sort of thing, go nuts.
0: <laughs> Looking back at home at Flemington, the Dunno, we're going to give it to all three Group 1 favourites on the
1: weekend. Yep, couldn't split them. Dunno a thing about any of them. Actually, that's probably the opposite of the, uh, the problem here, isn't it? We know too much. We know too much. The Champion Sprint rematch. Nature Strip versus Giga Kick again. Is even money? It's pretty much the same scenario every time he goes to the races at the moment, Nature Strip. If he turns up and runs his race, well, we don't have one that's going to trouble him, but he still has to turn up and do it. Is even money Mm. good betting around that? It's one of those things. If he goes and walks in like he did last year, well, even money, you know, that's how good is that? If he does what he does in the Everest, everyone will go, you're a sucker.
0: It's why he's a dunno. Mm. Because... Racing's never as simple, well, he's just unbeatable third up and that's why he was beaten in the Everest because he was only second up so now he'll just turn the tables on, giga kick, and he's into a shade of
1: odds on now. I still don't know where I sit. I don't think third up has. (laughs) You keep trying to stick nature strip in a box with a narrative, it doesn't work. He's narrative-free zone. He's just a fast racehorse and when he gets into the zone and the straight, typically a very different pattern to what you get at ramwick but in particular we're at ramwick with you know most of the national dead on the line that tempo is dangerous for him mm. and we saw even when he won the everest he was absolutely curling up late because he'd done too much the straight course he tends to be able to find his feet a bit more you know i wouldn't i, I don't want to go making excuses for him for the everest because they ran too fast for me is a pretty weak excuse yeah. <laughs> it's a hard sell but when he finds his flow state he can run to 130 and Good as Giga Kick might have been the other day. He wasn't that good and good as Bella Nipotina was at the Valley and she was really good. She wasn't that good and he towed her up in this last year. I think she's a good candidate to run second but I think the betting has it all pretty well screwed down. As you said, it's a, it's a done-o but it's also everyone knows too much. It's all pretty straightforward, isn't it? Yeah.
0: I think i said this too before. When you get to this deep into a carnival with the group ones, all the cards are face-up. So for us to get on this podcast and try and sound clever, it gets hard. It's already One hard thing
1: when you're working from a low base. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One thing I will say, if you were to tell me we're going to get, I reckon we'll get better than evens, or we'll get evens. Nature Strip to beat Bella Nipatina and Giga Kick a month ago. I said you couldn't have enough on. So yeah,
1: well, I'll say this: if 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 that's where you, if you were wanting to take that bet a month ago, I wouldn't have thought there's any reason not to take it now. Mm. He has improved even when he lost and he had his bad spring, his hay fever spring. He has actually run an improved rating in the classic. The last three years off the Everest. Even the Everest he won. Yeah. Obviously he bounced off that and ran an even bigger figure here. And the Everest, unsurprisingly, has been a great pointer to this. Mostly because fantastic horses run in both. <laughs> yeah.
0: J-Max had a bit of a quiet
1: week though, so. Mm, out of sorts. Out of sorts. Yeah. Do you know, I threw bait around about that. Was it Cox Plate? or no, one of those weekends. I'm still getting it. Oh, yeah. They're still coming for me. oh' it's it's good. so good.
0: you got to <laughs> love it. The Champions Mile.
1: This is a great race.
0: This is a great race. I still think it'd be better as a handicap. Everyone's going to say what a race
1: it is, but it would be better as a handicap. You wouldn't get them as a handicap. Would that be the problem? Do you reckon they wouldn't run? Uh, yeah, a few, of mean, them, a few of them wouldn't run. Yeah, mm. I think that's probably true. They've, it'll it'll change. There'll be years where you'll be. There'll be years where the way that the horse population is, this will be much much better as a handicap because we just won't have the horses for it. But as it turned out, there's a couple that are happy to bounce off the cox plate and happen to be probably better milers. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to say that with Mr. Brightside, actually. He has a better record at a mile, but I'm not convinced that he's not every bit as good at 2,000 metres. But I think we can say with alligator blood, he's yep. a better miler. Yeah. And then you've got Private Eye, who I think is story of the spring. I'm probably forgetting several great stories. I reckon alligator coming back from the dead is almost story of the spring. Mm. You're no, tying in with Brisbane winter, obviously. Two good stories. Two good Stradbroke stories. Yeah. Stradbroke season. What a season. Mm.
0: And then you've got this Oberon which is our bizarro.
1: It is the Bizarro. I think he's uh, very screwed down there and shorter here than he was in the Crystal Mile. Did we learn anything more from that Crystal Mile? This is why I said maybe the reason it's not bizarre is that I can see that maybe for some his having settled in here and turned up and run like that is new evidence, but he just ran what he does in the UK. So for me, there's no new evidence. Yep. And, you know, without wanting to sound like a smartass, he's... The price was a bit too big at the valley. <laughs> 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 all right, Ronnie. Sound like a smart ass. <laughs> and now this is a much, much tougher test. And as I said, I don't think he did anything outside the bounds of what he's already done. So Which is different to Private Eye, isn't it? Private Eye is doing something in his last four starts, really. I think this all started in the Stradbroke. Yep. Big run, big rating. But not that he hadn't won an Epsom and things like that, but that was he outrated the Epsom in the in the Stradbroke and maybe that felt a little funny. Absolute dynamite down the straight, first up. And then that was the he ran on the straight the same day that Giga Kick did. And it was part of the um, how could Giga Kick be that good if straight because Private Eyes runs so much faster than him on that same straight on the same day? Well, it turns out they're just both great. Mm. Yeah, okay. Believe. Um, and he's been fantastic ever since. But we were back to my Oberon, weren't we? Mm. <laughs> I've gone sidetracked there.
0: My Oberon. While he won first up, he wasn't doing anything different than what we have seen. Whereas Private Eye, you can confidently say he's better this time in.
1: Mm, and I'm saying fairly confidently that he's better than my Oberon as well. My Oberon has got – so I've got him running 118 first up there. I've got him running – You know, he's fallen into places in Group 1s in Europe where he ran 220, so maybe fractionally better, blinkers on. This was always the target. So all in on the idea that he's settled in well clearly, Dynamite, he's going to run a rating bang up there. But I just think Private Eye is going – so so well
0: the thing with private eye is has he overachieved over the sprint trips because prior to this preparation he was at his best at a mile and now he's come up and run two screamers is he going to be better now at a mile if he is well he's he's over the line but is it is it now he's just that good like he's that versatile is there an answer i suppose we'll find out saturday
1: well he's he's his late splits have been dynamic as well in, in two of those, and the other one was the Everest, where it was a flat out test. There was no place for fancy late splits. It was a on for young and old, and he stood up to that as well. So he's versatile is a, a good way to describe him. Alligator blood is part of the reason I think my Oberon's a bit bizarre is that he is shorter than Alligator blood. Mm. We just so I think Alligator blood just doesn't quite get home over the longer trip. Yep, fine. He hasn't exactly dropped his bundle though. No, beaten two lengths in a cox plate, and I'm saying he doesn't quite get there. Admittedly, because of his racing pattern, he gets advantages from that. But he'll get them again. Mm. And his form holding out on thunder. Oh, didn't hold out. I'm thunderstruck, but gave him absolutely everything to catch this course and distance, and then held him out in the underwood there, where he took advantage of a good map. But again, don't want to be too mean to him because he has a good racing pattern. Because he's still got it. He, I think he should be shorter than my Oberon. I th- almost think the same. I think the same of Mister Brightside as well, because the He's just been left with far too much to do at his last three. He does get home over two thousand. I'm convinced if they actually just rode him evenly over two thousand, you'd he'd run his. Well, he's just about running his ratings there anyway. You know, just ride him properly, and he'll run two thousand. But he's he's versatile as well. No issues back to a mile. Doncaster winner, good Doncaster winner. Absolutely scooted up. Admittedly, nothing much chasing him, but scooted up around the valley that day when Craig slaughtered him and won by five. <laughs> And now a better draw, so he'll be closer. And I think they both settle in front, maybe, of my Oberon blinkers mm. on. Are they going to try something with my Oberon? I don't think so. I think, no. be, I think they'll be confident off the other day. They'll ride him confidently. And if they give those horses too much rope, they shouldn't reel him in. That would be my thinking. And I haven't mentioned your mate.
0: Mm. Well, it would be racing gods poking fun at me if now Cascadian was to win the Cantala at Wait for Age, as opposed to getting chinned in it the last three years.
1: So, yeah, he's been, uh, I don't know which ones he's been chinned in and which ones he's just been steaming into the finish, but he's been, he's a Cantala mainstay.
0: He is, he is. This has been his day for the last three years, except unable to win. <laughs> I think he comes here breathing fire off Sydney.
1: Better than ever.
0: Mm. Which is, you know, strange for a horse of his age, but James has certainly got him, as you've mentioned, better than ever. He's coming out of two fast races in Sydney, which I think is a plus.
1: You think that's a plus? I think so. I was a bit niggly about that. Okay, because I don't think this will be strongly run. I think I think they'll find their spots here.
0: Thing with Cascade, I'm looking at more of a setup because we know he's got speed. He's obviously won the all age at fourteen hundred, so he's got a turn of foot. Not probably not private eyes turn of foot
1: though. No, that was end to end as well. That, that's what my, I think these are the things that are making me a little bit nervous. He draws out. They'll ride him back. They won't go that fast. He'll get out sprinted. He'll stay on really <coughs> well. And you go, gee, one day he'll win the Cantal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that is the issue for Cascadian yeah. in terms of, so if my Oberon doesn't settle in front of Private Eye, he can't win. Alligator Blood and Mr. Brightside should. Cascadian won't. So the second and third pick in the market I don't think can win because they need bad luck. They're not going to run down Private Eye if he does what he's been doing. So I agree with your angle with alligator blood, and Miss and Mister Briseide, because if Johnny Allen's coming into the turn and he's looking and private eyes in front of him, good luck, buddy.
1: There'll be some people as well that'll have the big negative coming out of the Cox Plate because it's um they've had their grand final and this is an afterthought. But for one, I'm not so sure this is an afterthought. It's three million bucks. Which one they went to it might be an afterthought, but running on this day would have been back of mind. And the, these races haven't been brutal tests. No. Even the Cox Plate was not a flat-out test. It was fair, but it wasn't flat-out. So yep. it's not sort of um, – they're not coming off having been to war three or four times this spring. Tell you what, it's worked all right for Gold Trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm not to um, – I'm expecting Alligator Blood and, and, to some extent, Mr. Brightside to be here at the top of their game. And obviously Private Eye is looking every bit of match, in fact, a little bit better than them. So, yeah, that's a that's a race. And that makes life – I think fairly difficult for my Oberon and inside, what price are we talking? Like 440 my Oberon seems to undersell the task ahead of him. Yeah, I'm not saying he's hopeless. I'd probably think he's more like a 10, nine to one, maybe roll him out to 14s and get against him and have a bet. But I don't have him. I, not seven to two. Anyway, that seems weird. Just getting back to private eye, the amazing thing about
0: Joe pride and, why he can happily throw his hat in the ring as one of the best trainers, if not the best trainer in the country, is that it's usually a rule of thirteen. So thirteen starts, you generally have seen a horse run their peak rating. Whereas for Joe Pride, it's after start thirteen. He's almost got his own rule because to do what he's done with private, I think it's amazing.
1: Yeah, he's a fantastic trainer, and I am seat one A, Joe Pride fan club. Yep. I think I said the other day I don't. There might be he might have equals, and I don't know how you actually measure them so precisely that you can say one or the other because they're so entangled with the quality of horses that they get given. Um, Real chicken and the egg Mm -hmm. problem there. But I would confidently say there's not a better trainer than him in Australia. Pound for pound.
0: Now, the champion stakes, I think I've found the most quirky stat of the whole carnival. Hit me with it. This knocked me off my chair. (laughs) Since 2000, 22 years. Only one horse has placed in the Cox Plate and gone on to win the McKinnon. His name, so you think. But here's one for you. If you run fifth in the Cox Plate, you are unbeatable in the McKinnon. (laughs) Since 2000, (laughs) they've gone five from five. Five from five. Five from five. Well, How amazing is that? Thessio, scenic shot, lad of the manor. Awesome Rock, and the most recent, Arcadia Queen. Mowanga is sitting in his box as a stone-cold oh. moral.
1: Wow, Mowanga the Caulfield Cup winner that never was. <laughs> Gets his redemption on Champions Day. He's got no hope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here's an interesting one too. Only one horse who ran second in the Cox Plate has gone on to run in the McKinnon, which I'm Thunderstruck will become the second. Oh, yeah, Elsa Gundo started 275, ran fourth.
1: Well, I'm Thunderstruck... Will not be two seventy five, and I don't think he'll run fourth. I still can't I'm going ble- out on a limb. I'm going to I'm going to pick fourth of all the spots. He can't finish there. Why not? <laughs> I still can't believe you're not a shocker as I
0: am about the fifth. That is un- you never find that trend. If the five winners went to the McKinnon, and well, they we- were five from five.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> we'll go with fun
0: fact, not trend. <laughs>
1: trend makes it sound like it's something to. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be. I tell you all what, right. if you, if you picked up on this trend early, you've made a lot of money. Was this part of the? Is this why he was given such a quiet ride in the Cox Plate all along? Nash was trying to hit fifth. He knows. <laughs> he knows. He's uh, awkwardly placed from 11 because they're going to do it to him again, aren't mm. they? Poor bugger. Poor bugger.
0: The beauty of this race is Animo's winning the Cox Plate was good, but it wasn't amazing in the sense that I reckon a lot of people still think they can get him beat this weekend
1: with Thunderstruck. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a... Sometimes this is a real sucker play, right? The horse steaming home, uh, we'll back him to turn the tables and, hey, the horse who was good enough to go and take up the position and win the race, you know, we ignore him and we go for the flashing light. But I think in this case, Thunderstruck deserves to be taken seriously Mm. because he was steaming at the end of that Cox Plate and Animo had, had the run of things relative to him he did go and get we said that after is he the best horse because he got into the best position or did he get into the best position because he's the best horse and does he go and get into the best position again and is it you know his early speed is every bit as important as his late speed every you know the first furlong is important as the last furlong despite the fact that you know everyone watches the last furlong intently but no i, th- I think there's this is a real match i know it's two nil yeah but it's 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 not a um i'm with you it's been fantastic because we had those springs with wings, which is great. You can wave your flags, but deep down it's competition that we we love and we've had that in all the way – even before Animo mm. rolled into town. And even Animo in Sydney was um, – granted he was beating sort of fangirl and, and hinge. Sorry, I'm not supposed to mention fangirl around oh, here fuck. this week. <laughs> <laughs> so granted he wasn't beating the same level of opposition, but – there was competition in the betting there to some extent. Yeah. He, well, yeah. he,
0: $2.50 first up. This is SPs as well. Dollar 2 dollars 10 I mean, if you're an Animo fan, he's paid you handsomely this time in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a great spring for competition because even the Underwood, when we had Alligator Blood and Thunderstruck and Zaki, that was great. And the Thunderstruck and Alligator Blood looked like it'd be race of the spring all sewn up mm. around the mile here. And that feels a long time ago now. Yeah, But he's been terrific ever since Thunderstruck. He's had... One hell of a spring. He's got the group one win. He did do that. But it does feel like 2 1 feels like it. If they walked out of this spring 2 1, Thunder and Animo, mm. that would feel very fair to me. And I'm, I'm saying it's not, it's far from outrageous. We probably need to be somewhat respectful of Zaki as well, but I've never really respected him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, running fourth in the Cox plate.
1: Well, is this what he win? Fourth is good. Ah, fourth is good. Fourth is good. He, I think Jamie should have dropped her hands and run fifth. She really wanted to sew this up. Something they need to readdress going
0: uh, next year, I think.
1: The three-year-old challenge? Giving it any weight? No, no No, challenge. No
0: No hope. Yeah, that's the interesting thing with Animal as well because I tell you what, the barrier gods have been kind to him. You would have liked to send him draw out here and maybe have to do a bit of work, but he's just going to land in the perfect spot again, so...
1: Yeah, well, he's got, I mean, and that's a little bit by his own doing as well, isn't it? Because mm. he draws a gate, he's got tactical speed, he can race here, he can race yeah. there, it doesn't matter if it rains, it doesn't matter if the sun comes out. It's a great horse. Hey, we could drop it to a 1400 metre race if you want, let's go. <laughs> you just turn up and do it. So, hat tip to Animo, mm. but he's got a race on his hands. Does he I'm trade like, in the red or black? Uh, At geez, this point of a long week, bookies on top? Yeah, bookies on top, oh, I aren't mean. Yeah, cup um, day. Not of me, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, why not? Surely, if mm. you're swinging a bag, I mean, I can. As I said, I'm I'm seeing the angle, and I think it's a very reasonable one. So why won't the bag swingers take him on? It's interesting. So I was, when you look at the early prices now, so the the betting basically, at, if you scale it to 100, percent the betting at Mooney Valley was 80-20, Animo versus Thunderstruck head-to-head. Yeah, and if you scale their early prices now, it's basically two-thirds to a third. Okay. So it has tightened up. So that doesn't feel like there's any juice in Thunderstruck. It feels like the the early market is in line with what we're saying. It's saying, no, 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 there's a, they're tighter now than they were at the Valley. We saw the race, guys. Yeah, they saw it, which goes, back, annoying. To, goes back to what we were saying before about the problem with these Group 1s is it's all very um, exposed and established. Yeah. Established feels a better word than exposed. Yeah. Well, you're playing poker with your cards face up. Roll up to uh, Sydney briefly for the time-honoured Five Diamonds Day. The Five Diamonds. Finally, the five-year-olds have got a race to themselves. <laughs> Very hard taking on those six and seven year olds. Uh, Have you got a bet for us in Sydney? I do. I do. Something to run second at 20s, thanks. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I've got that down, Pat. The five diamonds itself, I think we can definitely get the favourite Ellsberg beat. I concede if you're an Ellsberg fan, you'd be very keen. He won the Epsom, he then won the lead up easily, but I think it is a big query. A good track, B. 1,800 metres, because I'll be honest, I didn't think he'd run a mile down a well, and so I'm happy to go again that he won't run 1,800 metres. And laws of indices, yet to win here in Australia, but he has to have better form than Ellsberg. Really good run in the Rupert Clark, huge in the two rack. And then I thought he stuck on pretty well in the Cox Plate, probably not his grade. Yeah, beaten less than three lengths behind Animo,
1: that's got to be better form than beating Sabark. I think that margin is probably a bit flattering because I think it was an easy race to look good. Yeah, that makes sense? But that, that shouldn't matter. I know you guys like to pot the Melbourne form, but I think the Cox Plate to the Five Diamonds is a strong enough lead, isn't it?
0: Have to be. And Huey, barrier 11, that is the query just where he gets to, but, I mean, Huey's due, right? I reckon he's riding really, really well. Oh, his ride on Juayas was when he popped her into it, obviously fangirl. So, I think Ellsberg's a query to see it out, and Laws of Indices gone. This is the best he's ever gone for Annabelle. So I'd have him a lot tighter together.
1: I haven't looked at this field yet, and didn't know the uncle was in there, but he's he wouldn't be hopeless there.
0: No, but he's off a win, so he's ah, no. Ah,
1: I see. Very good point. I was yeah. going to say because he's off a win that rated really well, and he good splits too. Yeah, no, he's no. hope. Yeah. Okay. That's Uncle Bryn. Uh, so he'll fail here and win something next time. Mm. The Eclipse
0: yeah. at Sandown. Yeah. <laughs> As you can see, runs last at Caulfield in the two-rack and then hoses up at sale, which is very this stable. So I imagine he comes screaming off that. Ayrton gets to 1,800. Is he gone? Is he getting any better or is that just
1: him? No, I think he's really, really reliable at a certain level. But he was clearly very well trained from day dot. Hmm. They took him to the races and he ran really well straight away and he's been very consistent running to that level ever since. Yep. He looks to me like just a really – a very solid horse, well-managed. And we can't
0: leave Sydney without touching on the time-honoured hot Danish, which is the invitation just two weeks later. But Electric Girl won this race last year, and I think she's overachieved this preparation on wet tracks. She was good in the mighty invitation, narrowly beaten behind Promise of Success. Ice Bath has already come out and won. I think Promise of Success ran well enough on the wrong part of the track during the week.
1: And that rating
0: itself has her panels
1: ahead of these. She's had that before, I reckon. Though I don't, I can't remember where. Sorry, I, makes for bad podcasting when I just stare off into space and think things. <laughs> but I backed her in Melbourne one time when she maybe this time last year she probably banged up a rating similar and then didn't and then didn't repeat it. Can she be a bit like that?
0: No, I think she's. <laughs> I think she's purely good track. Uh, good track, man. Okay, there's a, there's a reason. Like the we've seen her on good tracks twice. So she's almost got Shades of Rose, which was good time. And then she's ran close up to Nimalee. And then, yeah, as mentioned, she was really good in the invitation. Bowman Sticks gets every conceivable chance from that draw. I thought two to one was more than fair. So she is my best in Sydney race seven. Your best down your way. Sticking mares.
1: Guys will love this. <laughs> <laughs> it is, a, I must say, a terrific card. There's three great group ones, which have, as you said, the The mile is the betting race of the group ones, but the other two are great sport and genuine championship clashes, if you like. So they're great sport, but there's a good betting card around it as well. And I am very interested in backing a tissue to win the matriarch, getting to 2,000 metres, something she has not done for Chris Waller despite going one-for-one in New Zealand at 2,000 metres and her rating spiked to do that. And I think if you look through a lot of her form here, a lot of it says... Please get me back to 2,000 metres, including last week, which was a. Um, the Ice boys will love that. The yep. sectionals guys will love that. The overall time guys will be warm enough on it. And the form guys will like it. It's yeah. a united front. It's Why a united isn't front? she favourite? Maybe the mat guys might niggle because she's typically off speed, but she does draw five and the jockey guys are going to like it because oh. she goes to J-Mac. Preble off too. This because you know I was saying to you about Cup Day and everything. There hasn't been a full-on steamer yet. Mm. Where's the Cup Week steamer? Where is this year's Aichi, where we all, as a racing community, get around one back it and then watch McAvoy get strung up in a field of four? Where's that? <laughs> it's been a good Cup Week, but it's lacked that. Mm. This isn't quite that. No, but I can see a lot of people liking this. It's actually, as I said, there's there's a few horses in here who I would say, two thousand. This is a good race for them. Mm. So she's not on her. She's not on her own. It's interesting Polly Gray is so hard in the market. If it is a
0: soft or even gets back to a good track, she is legitimately no hope in this. But she's got to be
1: in the market because... Oh, I mean, it's great she is because she can't win. She has donkey-licked Numerian. I know the wet track, but she has donkey-licked Numerian and roughed-up Zaki. Therefore, therefore, in a matriarch, you are absolutely in the market regardless of any niggle. I know, and that's wrong because her ratings, heavy V... Firm track is they're two different horses. This is your chance to use your creative mind to beat the robots. Yeah, because they can't not like Polygray mm, a yeah, bit. Yeah, and I can like a tissue who, as a bit of a non-winner, won't be too short. But she's yeah, she's going better than ever. I would say. But having said that, she has say her last eight ratings: one hundred six, one hundred six, one hundred six, one hundred six, one hundred four, one hundred three, one hundred three, one hundred eight. She's pretty solid. Yep, um, and any of those ratings are. Matriarch, rolling 10-year average, 106. So she's basically run what wins an average matriarch in her last eight. And I think last week said she could go a bit better. I think it's a strong matriarch though, so I think it'd probably take a bit more winning than a typical matriarch. But uh, I think if she improves even slightly for the 2,000 metres, and I'm betting on slightly more than slightly, that she can take care of those. So a tissue in the matriarch. Just make sure you have a little savor on Honey Creeper. The
0: Creeper. That's a barrier troll in Sydney last start. Which is unusual because the Rose Hill Gold Cup is time honoured.
1: It's It's another race with squillions, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I think she's ticking over well and now draws inside, so she's not going to be stone motherless last. I thought she was an interesting one for me because, as mentioned, Polly Gray there is, what are you doing there? So, yeah, interesting race. It is Oof. an interesting race. Before interesting we go, race. I've got to ask you about race four, the Queen's Cup. Because an international fresh off a plane is favourite. Got a lovely profile. He might have even been a Bruce horse from over there. Sulcombe, Candleford, Haggis's mile and a half handicappers have reeked of Melbourne. So, what can you tell about him? Is it justified his place in the market?
1: Uh, yeah, mm, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he could have been the dunno. Uh, he could have, but I think he's a bit. He's a bit too likeable to be a Dunno. Yeah, He's such an obviously likeable type. Ever since the unkindest cut, three from four, and the only time he was beaten was behind Secret State. That's hot handicap form. In fact, all those handicaps are good. The time last start is terrific at York. Uh, that looks to translate pretty well here. He's bred to be special, so there's a really good chance that he's capable of much, much more, and not just off a whim, but statistically so. Yep. Frankl out of Ribbons. Do you remember Ribbons? take my word for it she was good <laughs> of course there's so much water to go under the bridge and it's a a long long time but he has every bit in place to be back here in 12 months as a, as a melbourne cup horse if it goes the right way as yep. i said it can go both ways but horses with less going for them than him have ended up being you know cup sources so no i don't think he's a surprise again though theme of the day the Queen's Cup comes up or the Queen Elizabeth what are we calling it Queen's Cup comes up good oh it's no longer Lizzie's race Mm. shouldn't it be the King's Cup now jeez that's a spit in Charles's face (laughs) you won't get that here on this podcast we honour our king hat tip to you Charles I know he listens big fan of the show big fan of the show you should see the size of the headphones he listens on
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that'll that'll wrap us up beautifully we'll be back (laughs) that'll do that'll do We're back with a review show on Monday to do all of Cup Week. It's going to be a long podcast.
1: Oh, have I got some Morikawas to dish (laughs) out?